John. Merrily. Hey. Hey. Long day. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm in an incalculable mess uh, in my office. <clears throat> not a you know not a crisis. Just a um, took on this project of dealing with these slides. Yeah. So they're um, stacked up, you know, in mm. sleeves everywhere. Hmm. And, um, <laughs> That's one thing I can say I do not have. <laughs> Well, I, you know, about three hours into this, I kind of wish I could say the same thing. Yeah. Um, but because uh, I'm going to just get rid of them. Not all of them. There's some that I want to keep for whatever reason. But but it's pretty kind of fun. I mean, you know, I bumped into some stuff I'd forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm on the Snake River now with one of the best guides I've ever met in my life in a slide and stuff like that. So, yeah. Mm. You know? You know what I'm I'm really not good at is taking pictures. I I, I never kind of guess that yeah kind of guess yeah, that. I never think about it. I mean when we're at family functions and stuff, I have to remind myself take a picture right now. Like you know my kids or whatever. I'm just always in the moment. I'm I just didn't grow up in the era of get your camera, take a picture of everything. I never. My mom wasn't like that either. I I grew up just the reverse. <laughs> my uh, my father was a artist and photographer, mm-hmm. and worked in the art. Uh, essentially, his art is what got him a job with the Forest Service as a cartographer and artist. That he drew a whole bunch of stuff for them. Mm-hmm. He drew animals and whatever the government needed. His brother was the official photographer for the state of Montana. Mm. Um, they and so I got involved in that kind of stuff early, mm-hmm. and um, that's why I'm now sitting up to my neck in uh Kodak. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, I it it's um, it's, it's emotional and it's not like there's stuff here that will stop here. Like it won't go anywhere. There's no legacy for it to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to keep it. Um, and at some point, I thought about giving the whole thing to a stock agency and saying, "Here, you guys want to use this for advertising? You know, take what you want and give me a contract." Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but while I'm doing this, I mean, it's, it's just this erratic behavior. But I pick up a copy of the game. Mm-hmm. I turn to page 70 and I get humility number 10. Okay. And you're quoting yourself. I think that was lovely. Yeah, you're quoting yourself. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> lovely stuff. Hmm. You said humility is an expression of gratitude so deep mm-hmm. that you are inspired to dedicate your whole life to God in a feeble attempt to reciprocate the blessing. Princess yeah. Merrily of Solana. Yeah. I thought, she's quoting herself. It's a great way to write a book. Just quote yourself. Well, Perfect. I I wasn't going to do that, but the editor said it was fine. She wanted me to do that. No, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not illegal. It's not, it's not even considered bad form. Mm. You just, yeah. you know, 
when you mm-hmm. what you do, but you quote yourself like any other author. Um, and that's an original, I guess, is it not? That, Absolutely, that's a it is. Part yeah. I think that's the reason why she wanted me to do that. You know, because I mean, time and time again, I've had people say, you know, who wrote that? Who wrote that? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I just wrote it right now. You're reading it. You know, mm-hmm. and don't assume that I'm taking somebody else's work and not citing them. And uh, yeah, so anyway, in the book, yeah. I mean, I love Kathy. I mean, she she was definitely a blessing in that whole experience of publishing the book. She's the one person that was just like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you get that? it. Have oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I told her that many times, you know, okay. she, she understood the mission and she saw the vision and although she couldn't, she couldn't help me. I mean, I had to write the whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she just, uh, she found like as a reader, you know, asking me questions to help me clarify even further on a few things. Sure. Yeah. So it was really, really nice. Yeah, I was sitting here reading um, book nine, volume nine of Cracky the Rich Code, because, you know, I've been working on my app and I want to, um, I'm making this little course here. So I'm forced to go back and read what I wrote. And, you know, I don't do any of that. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's almost torture for me. <laughs> you know it really is and so I'm you know sitting here going okay I'm gonna read my book I'm gonna read it let me open it up and um it doesn't take long to get into it and it's like I'm reading it like a reader you know I'm not even me so I'm I'm a spectator reading my own story but then it's so emotional because like gosh dang I've been through a lot God dang it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You I know, like uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, and just so thankful for where I am today. And, you know, just the test that I had to prove myself and go through. And, and I'm just reading it going, oh my gosh. This is like a lifetime ago. But you know what, John? Yeah, what? what? Well, you know, I'm going to be in book 13 coming up here. Yes. And I'm thinking, what am I going to write about? You know, what am I going to write about? And I was going to write um, about the game. Mm -hmm. And it kind of introduced it and do all this. But you know what I'm going to do? I think I'm going to to follow what I did, you know, one, four, and nine. Actually, even what it started with, I'm still here. Every single one is building upon the last chapter. So mm-hmm. people can follow the game and follow, you know, my story and all this stuff. And I think I'm going to write about floppy feathers. I'm going to write about oh. you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's great. I think, I think so. I think so. Because, you know, I, I mean, proof positive how how favored my life is, how unexpected, you know, with just magical things and you know I've said it a hundred times just how blessed I am to have you in my life and writing this story and feeling that I'm worthy to write the story and all that and yeah damn straight I'm gonna write I'm gonna write about that (laughs) that makes me feel good thank you that's great yeah yeah it's gonna be fun 
You know, I it got my like, oh yeah, I'm gonna write about that. I'm gonna get that going. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah, it's I mean, it may be even a good decision all the way around because it's you know it's coming. I mean, it's um, we have a relationship that's been pretty healthy um, mm-hmm. in the in a cosmic. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we are heavy duty. I think mm-hmm. in um in the relationship business, we're we're um. I don't know how you you know how you load that stuff to where it's you know powerful, but we've got that, mm-hmm. and um, it's working, and the books are working, and yeah, no, well, that's terrific. Oh my god, wow. yeah, mm-hmm. that's terrific. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I was I interestingly enough today, between you know what I was doing, which is fixing the dishwasher and shampooing the carpets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was sitting across the table from Christine and she said, and she'd read um, some of the, you know, proofing some of the stuff. Yeah. And um, and she's starting to live it as well. And so is everybody else for that matter. And, um, and, she, and she said, how does Marilee feel right now? How does she feel? And I said, why do, you, why do you even ask that question? She said, because there's so much power. Mm-hmm. There's so much power. I mean, this is a, a you know, a pedestrian bystander sure. who's, who's reading, you know, a few hundred words mm-hmm. of, a, of a book that's going to be an epic book, we think. Mm-hmm. And she said, how is she going to handle all this power? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That that says a lot to your writing. You know, because that's that's what you're, you know, what the aim is. You're writing about me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're I mean, you're you're a, you're easy and you're tough. I mean, you know, it's it's you're obviously easy to write about, but you're but it's a it's a difficult story because it's got so much impact. Mm. But you carry it and you're good. And um People who are involved are very involved. So, yeah, amen. How do you do? Good. Um, something, you know, ride a mm-hmm. horse, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm uh, on a, another subject, I guess. Uh, and thank you, by the way, I, for doing that. I think that's that's a big uh, uh, oh, for me. It's yeah. going to be so fun to write that because it's literally, you know, my story started from, you know, I am still here. And that's the backstory of like me, you know, and people want to know who I am. And then it, it just builds through cracking the rich code, you know, who I am, what I'm about, my message, the trouble I went through, you know, while being tested and just talking about being favored you know just all these things coming to me it just it's so aligned it's incredibly yeah. aligned yeah yeah yes yeah. I, I mean yeah it's good for good for my head but it's also i think it's a good decision all the way around for good. your track ah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, yeah mm. anyway so go on what were you saying i forgot you said on a, you said on a different note you're going to talk about something else i know Oh well, I'm still uh, wrapped up in what you're doing. Um, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, I guess it's not. It's that things are just um, rumbling around. I guess I don't know. I, I 
on these, uh, getting back to the very first thing I said about the slides, I'm, I am remembering it. It's, you know, about pictures and stuff. I'd forgotten about the, I mean, I know I spent a lot of time in the mountains. I know I spent a lot of time working in the West, you know, mm -hmm. ride horses, do this, do that. Um, you know, go down rivers, whatever, but it's, but you forget about it. And mm -hmm. then you, and then you see the pictures, you know, like, yeah. wow, wow, you know, I've done that. Um, or we did that or, or, or and of course, in my case with, with my kids that, you know, died on me, um, they're in these pictures too, you know, them mm -hmm. on the river, mm -hmm. you know, we're having a beer, we're drinking or whatever, we're up in the Cascades, we're doing this, we're doing that. We had a great life. Mm -hmm. We just had a great life. It was, um, the, I think, if there's anything to, the, to, to this phrase of the good die young, that was good because I... Um, I lived on the floor with my boys, literally. I mean, you know, I lived on the mm -hmm. floor with them. We rolled mm -hmm. around on the floor mm -hmm. and made decisions because we were in our gear. Mm -hmm. You know, we would sleep in a in a rubber raft on the floor in the living room uh, with, you know, six racks of scuba tanks on one side and a bunch of pitons and carbiners on the other to go up into the mountains. Mm -hmm. I lived that way with them. I didn't, I didn't ever, it's funny how I didn't set up an environment. I didn't set up, um, you know, a, a, a satisfactory cultural environment where people would go in and recognize it. People would come in and they wouldn't even know. They would think they were walking into REI. They walk into my house. Mm -hmm. They could have been in a sports store. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, there was gear everywhere. And it was, it was, I guess that's, I just, I'd forgotten about that. And I see these pictures now of my kids who are, you know, sleeping in the boat mm -hmm. or whatever. And I'm thinking, God damn, you know, we had a good life. We really did. Mm -hmm. We really did. The pictures of the mountains, you know, high. I've lived I mean, for years and years and years on ridgelines, high, very high, and then down, you know. I somehow never in between. I mean, they're very high or very low. Um, mm -hmm. And... Um, An interesting day, been a very interesting day for me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'm thankful. I guess maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm um, as I reflect <clears throat> on this stuff and and um, you know and, and reflect on our our mission or what we're doing together. And 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 what I also reflect on is is um, how you and I are different, and yet. We have a respect for each other that causes us to, um, I don't know, to be to be somehow cohesive. Um, and we keep going forward. Uh, I think we're almost a model for for a good relationship in some mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense? Of course. And I guess, I guess it makes sense because we're still talking to each other. But um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> many, many hours. <laughs> right. But but I think it's 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 lucky we we are. I I gotta believe that people would love to be able to do what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, to yeah. talk to just to talk. Right. You know, it's not take a deep breath and get ready for a show. It's pick up the phone and talk. Yeah, and it's um, it's enjoyable on on both sides. 
where a lot of times when you're in conversation with somebody, somebody is over listening, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and somebody's over talking and uh, somebody's being polite and just letting them talk and talk and talk and talk. And the person who's talking so much doesn't understand that the other person hasn't said a word. You know, you don't even know if they're interested. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so we're, we're better at interrupting one another. Is that what you're saying? I don't think we're interrupting. I mean, we do sometimes. I don't think it's that. I just think that there's an equal exchange. Well, you're, I mean, you're very political that way. I, mean, I appreciate that. Um, you have a way of couching things that make it really sophisticated. What but, do you um... mean? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, right. No, what I mean is that, is that when you don't like what I say, you jump right on top of me. You know, <laughs> like you're on, you're like white on rice. No problem. Yeah, you're <laughs> wrong. Step aside, pal. Now listen to my story. <laughs> oh, I'll try to be better. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I just like it. I don't know. I, maybe we don't have to have a, you know, love fest here, but I, but, but it's cool. Now, the other thing we should bring mention, I think, because it's, um, Spotify is uh, is publishing all the comments that people make now oh, nice. um, for us. So, um, and it's going to be on the segment, on the page of the segment, on the Spotify phone app, on the phone, iPhone and whatever phone. Sure. Um, so if you have Spotify on your phone, which is typically how I listen to it, um, and anybody, and anybody wants to write something, you can write it and it's going to go up and it is not... Uh, vetted it goes up yeah Good. so you know don't worry about us carving up your what you've got to say it's going to be out there mm -hmm. and then we can handle it accordingly and of course if you do something wrong against Spotify policy then they'll then they might uh, object some way but, sure. but we are not we're not going to edit it it's you got something to say mm -hmm. say it mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that's pretty cool I think yeah we welcome it you know yeah. we welcome it any kind of thoughts, appreciation, or suggestions, questions, whatever, whatever, <laughs> just share, speak up, have a voice. Mm -hmm. I wonder what percentage of of praise you'll get compared to me. I'm no. curious. <laughs> I don't know about that. Honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe not any. I don't know. Oh, no. I don't no. know. You know, no. I mean, like. I know that we've said before that I can be pretty scratchy because, you know, I'm not exactly understood as far as, you know, my expertise. It just doesn't seem possible. Yeah, well, so, you may be scratchy, but you're smart. You know, people... <laughs> I'm <so> scratchy. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> scratchy, smart. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're scratchy. I think you're, I think you're, I think you're in charge of yourself. You know, like, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, in certain circumstances, I think that you believe that you know what you know. I think it's complete bullshit. But but I bring that to the table pretty fast, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's pretty good. Well, see, the the difference is and and I'm just going to say from my perspective and not exactly giving an example, because I know that there are things that you don't agree with what I'm saying, but just for face value, you know, when I have an absolute stance on something, it comes from years of applied practice. 
So there's no speculation involved. There's no guessing. There's no opinion. There's no, it's applied practice with an absolute result. Yeah, you know, it's still, still wrong. Still wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no sale. Good change. <laughs> so, you know, that's, and I think for that reason, you know, I'm so absolute in what I know. And even though it may be scratchy sometimes to a listener, it's not scratchy to the person who gets relief, you know, from my skill set. Well, and I think you, I think you cite some examples. I guess this is a mutual admiration society, but I, I noticed that thing that you uh, you posted today on um, on um, social about um, about being rejected by an organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was, I mean, it was so powerful. It was amazing. I had to say something. I finally mm-hmm. took it down because because I, it was inappropriate for me to act the way I did. But. I mean, it was like it was like a frontal attack. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was almost bizarre. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I know. And, it's unfortunate. Yeah. But these, I mean, this is a, this is a so-called high-tone organization, you know. Right. So, I mean, you know, for let's just remind everybody, it was basically just um, the post said, "Imagine, imagine walking into a Christian organization and hearing." If you don't join now, you're not welcome back. It's like, what? Well, thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. 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 Very dust. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, it's like, what, what Christian says that? What, how is that love in any sense of the word? Well, how, what, who anybody says that? Who cares right. about Christian? Well, absolutely. You know, You're absolutely I mean, I mean, right. I suppose you could say if you don't pass the admissions test, we won't admit you to the university. But they don't say you're not welcome on the campus for any reason ever. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> ridiculous. Exactly. It's like you won't have another opportunity to come here. It's like, yeah. what? Oh, good. Oh, good. I mean, that's practically illegal. Oh. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's valid under the First Amendment, but that's mm-hmm. about as good as it gets. Yeah, well, you know, I was stunned. Yeah, and it it was a Christian organization, and that's why we're pointing out the fact that it's that. But it's wrong in any case, at any time, anywhere. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, is that I think most non-Christian organizations wouldn't be that crass. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, they wouldn't be Mm -hmm. quite that that uh, abusive. Well, you know. Welcome to the Crusades. Let's get a helmet and a sword while we're at it. So. I, I had a similar, a similar situation, not quite that harsh, but um, there was a sign out for a certain Christian gathering and I won't call it a church, but something. And um, I said to myself, you know what? I should go there. Just check it out. Let's see what's going on there. And so I showed up one Sunday, sat down. It was being held in like a, seemed like a school auditorium or something. It was small. Anyway, go in, sit down, and the preacher's talking, and ironically, it's all game talk, and I'm thinking to myself, this is wild, Um, it was, you know, just, I don't know, just the vernacular was just so parallel, Mm -hmm. even though he, he wasn't connecting the dots, it was still very reminiscent, so anyway, afterwards, 
I, you know, was saying hello, meeting people, and they were saying, oh, you need to meet so-and-so, and let me, so finally, I was introduced to him, and I said, you know, I said, that whole sermon you gave, I said, I wrote the book, and he goes, what, and I opened up my phone, and I said, yeah, it's called The Game, and he just looked at me like, I don't know, like, like, who am I, type thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and then, um, I said, yeah, I would like to, you know, maybe donate some books or something to and uh, give people something to to learn and work on or whatever. And he says, yeah, we'll come back a few times and we'll talk about it. Mm. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. his curiosity has been taken away from him for whatever reason. Well, yeah. or or maybe there was a threat. Well, I obviously it's a threat, but the point is, is that that he he um i mean how does he i don't i don't understand that i mean i don't people people can control that kind of stuff you know it of course fine bring the book by let's have a look what do you think you know at some mm-hmm. point you can say i don't agree with you or uh, this is not what we want to do or I'll take a couple of these books and look it over or whatever or something, but it's not, it's not scorched earth. There's a reason for scorched earth sometimes. Sometimes you have to blow out a whole area so you can move troops through it, you know, mm-hmm. bomb the shit out. But mm-hmm. not that. I just think, you know, what a shame. All these people here had an opportunity, you know, to know of the book and to gain healing and clarity it wasn't a threat to him. It wasn't going to take over. And, um, you know, I mean, like we've talked about before, it's a good book for book clubs and families and schools and whoever, you know, multiple organizations, people in an organization to come together, read it and, you know, basically discuss it. You know, well, it's, it's more discussable. It's more discussable than mm-hmm. a whole bunch of books that the book clubs are reading for sure. Mm-hmm. And it can be reoccurring for weeks, for months. Oh, yeah. As they go home and test it out and come mm-hmm. back and tell their stories. This is yeah. what happened. Right. And then they can work out, you know, a, a collective for how to support divorces as they come up and whatever. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I kind of think sometimes, you know, before people just jump in and say, yeah, what, what is this all about? You know, like, let me get my own book and figure this out. Whatever the attitude is, just give it a chance. You know, instead of prejudging, just give it a chance. It's... So, mm. uh, oh, I, I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm, I'm just thinking about, um, about um, some of the vernacular in the book. Um, not important. It's not important. It's okay. It's just been a long day. I'm just stumbling around here. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I think that um, right out the gate, when you start talking about love, love seems to be a topic that is universal and we all understand it. It couldn't be further from the truth. Well, I think 
you know, love has become science and technology as opposed to um, psychology and sociology. Um, there's, there's, well, there's too many, there's too many, too much testing going on, you know, mm. to, to prove, to prove emotional states of love. Mm-hmm. So we have this, we have this articulation of, of almost um, uh, electronic uh, electromagnetism in your brain to determine whether you're in love or not, or what kind of love you have, or are you oh. excited or whatever. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of is there was a study done and this meme was going around, this video was going around saying, um, you know, what's, what's the most powerful emotion? And they're like, and it's not love. And they said, it's authentic, authenticity. And I thought to myself, Oh God, here we go. Here we go. Like there's nothing more authentic. Hmm? Authenticity is, is an emotion. Yeah. That's what that's what elicits a higher vibration. Okay. Being authentic. Okay. All right. And it's like no, <laughs> no, <laughs> love, love is our creator. There's nothing more authentic than love. So if you are the closest to who you are, you know who you believe yourself to be, comfortable in your own skin. If that's what you call authentic, it's love. You, I'm uh, telling you, they're always trying to, to twist it so that we never find truth. Well, did you, I don't know if you saw it or not today, but you see, did you see uh, Penrose had an interview? No. Um, yeah, and uh, the, um, the, you know, these guys are always doing mathematical calculations. And he thinks that, there's a, that the universe existed before the Big Bang. And the Big Bang has been the characteristic beginning of the of the of existence for uh-huh. you know for decades, and and his his position now and in front of his compadres uh, is is that uh, no it was just another event, and that it's much bigger and better than this than that, and that was just a and that was an explosion implosion that that created an area where we're familiar with but has nothing to do with the existence of the universe. And mm-hmm. if you want, if you want to turn turn it into the God particle, uh, for you know, because of the vernacular, you can just say that that that's um, that all this stuff that we are arguing over right now is inside the box of a bigger box, yeah, much bigger box. To me, you know, it's all speculation. If scientists can study, 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 and then go, oh yeah. Actually, it's not that. And then change their mind because they discovered something new. They don't know what's going on. Because that could happen. Wait a minute. Because that could happen at any time. At any time. So here's the thing. At any time is a lot of lifetimes. People come and go. And they never know the answer. So all this science, whether right or wrong, you're looking at it, staring at it. We've talked about this a million times. It doesn't help me today. It doesn't help me to know if the Big Bang was the beginning or if there was something before the, the so-called beginning. That doesn't help me. How do I relieve my pain? That does not help me. How do I move through my day? doesn't help me. But you don't have to be an ostrich to stick your head in the sand. I mean, you know, there's, there's validity there. Give them a chance. I, I think I'm not saying it's not valued. 
I'm not saying it doesn't have value. I'm not saying it doesn't have value. I'm saying it's not the answer. No, but but your but in their context, your answer doesn't have enough girth. They don't know my answer. They don't know it because they haven't become it. Because all they're used to doing is putting something under a microscope. But no. they come to your party awfully late. They have old, to become it. Old and, men and, come to your come to your thing. Old men, only only old men come to you. Okay, what does that mean? Well, I mean scientists, old scientists who get firewalled repeatedly for you know for a thirty-five or forty-year career or more, finally start to believe that what you've got to say has merit. But they don't mm-hmm. give you any merit until it happens. Because no matter, I mean, I think that'll change. Frankly, mm-hmm. I do think that'll change. I think Penrose is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, and Sheldrake is another example. These are guys that I follow. But um, I I think that it, if I were to, if I didn't know you the way I know you uh, for years now, and, and if I if I heard the simplicity the simplicity of your message for the first time. With my science research background, I would give you, I would, I would, I would place you in the give it up to God category immediately and dismiss it. Sure. I just would, you know. Right. You're wasting my time. Sure. But that's what, what makes me powerful, and you not, because, and I mean, and and in my own way, I mean. <laughs> Pardon me. Should bring me some water. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that in the most respectful way. <laughs> what I mean by that is that, <laughs> you know, man. So I mean, I just that's so good. Okay, okay, but let me explain. Okay, all right. The reason why I say that is because you're standing on the side of science, which is man, and I'm standing on the on the side of love, which is God. That's what makes me more powerful than man, because I understand how, the how. That's the difference. It's not speculation. It's not, you know, like you said, I'm just going to kick it to the curb. Okay, let go of my God. Get out of my way. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, so I think we fundamentally agree on both those positions now. Even though it's really funny, I think I think we do. I, I, um, <laughs> I. But but is there is there a. Um, is there a way, for example, that you could that you could infiltrate science, that you could become a counterinsurgent in the science community, so that the game becomes a counterinsurgency in the side of hard science, to where the people that have been stonewalling themselves for so long, trying to figure this out, in metaphysics or in or in astrophysics, just can look at your, you know, have a little coffee conversation about. Have you guys read the game? You know, mm-hmm. have you noticed how simple this really is, you guys? Mm-hmm. Does anybody actually, you know, because 
Well, I mean, there, there could be a fear there because they could actually see you as costing them their lab. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's too Sure. Hard. Yeah. And that's there what goes it their is. funding. There goes their funding. Right. Yeah. Love is simple. It's complex. It's not easy, but it's very simple. And that's what we struggle with, the simplicity of it. And, what if and, we wired people up so that they would we could register their responses as they got more and more familiar with the game? We could, we oh, could record how they're thinking. That would and be they, so fun. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they calm down. They would calm down, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have, uh, you know, they'd have better blood pressure. They would have, you know, less cholesterol. They would have all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff mm-hmm. um, because of their, the, they would be free. They would be lightened up. They would feel better. They would eat better. They would do all kinds of stuff better. I mean, it's a health book. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, me reading tools, it's a health book. We should, you know, start shipping it off to doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, really? No, I'm serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be, dev- see, that's where the hard science guys could come in and say, yeah, well, you know, we can prove that this book about love is true, you know, because mm-hmm. here's, here's, the, here's what it says. Here's what I report. This is our sample. We have a 25,000 person sample. And the mm-hmm. sample was taken over this period of time from this many countries. And this is what we found out, you know, on Article 121, da-da-da. That's how they think. Mm-hmm. I think. I, was, I, mean, I thought that way for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Just, in one, just in one tranche. I thought that way for 17 years. Just in one tranche. Mm-hmm. Everything had to have a rubric stuck on it or I didn't even bother with it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, calling I mean, all scientists. <laughs> Get yeah. on it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. even remarkable that you and I are talking when you consider my background. Mm-hmm. That's how powerful you are. And you're powerful enough just to casually say that you're right and I'm wrong and let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But you know what? That The thing is, it doesn't come from arrogance. It doesn't. It comes from experience. <laughs> You know, it it would be no, it's just literally no different than anything else we can apply that to. A child comes in and they think they know everything, you know, that you reach eight years old and you're the master of everything. An adult looks at the child going, okay, (laughs) sure. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, you don't have it figured out. Mm -hmm. Well, and. The world is an apprentice. I mean, they don't know. And it, I know it seems super arrogant because there's so many different philosophies, religions, practices, you know, whether you're spiritual and yoga and Ayurvedic, and it just goes on and on and on. But all of those practices, if you don't change your behavior, you know, and we're not talking about just learning how to meditate for hours. If you don't change your thought process and behavior, you know, while interacting with others, then what good is it? It just means that you had a shitty day and you got to go home and you got to meditate. You got to shake it off. You know, Um, that's that's why people don't want to be around people. But do you, do you need, um, I don't, I don't see the game as being, I guess it's okay in group. Because it's fun to talk about. It is fun to talk about. I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. People like it. Once they get familiar with th- that it exists and, that, and it's sort of, you know, they get kind of sort of close to it, they like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And they like to put you down and whatever. I get all that. 
Mm-hmm. But that's just goes to the territory. I don't, none of that affects me. But Yeah, but I'd um, like to hear those things because the fun is I don't take offense to it. Whatever, you know, the, the arrow is that they're throwing, it gives me insight to where they're at in the game. Because mm-hmm. immediately I can identify them. <laughs> I can identify their their pain. I can identify what gate they're in. I can identify what rule they broke. You know what I mean? It's like, it, I don't take offense. They just don't know. But you see, just just by that very explanation, they would then see you as the threat. Um, because you're threatening their position right out of the box. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't think you're going to approach it that way. I, with these people, whoever these people are, uh, if they if they throw arrows at you right out of the box, I think you no. got to take the arrows. You got to take them. No, and, I don't approach it like that. That's not the game. That's just a conversation that you and I are having. I'm explaining why I don't get offended. Right. Okay. So, but if you're, but is that a defense that they would see as being condescending to them if you don't respond? <laughs> I didn't say I wouldn't respond. I'm saying I, I identify my player. Yeah, but you, okay. Go on. You explain to it. You said. Well, I'm just. I okay, would think, first, I, first of all, okay, wait, wait, wait. First of all, yeah. I don't know what they said. I'm hearing it secondhand. Oh, okay, well, put so, that aside. Let's just, let's okay. just invent one. Let's just invent a, a scenario. Okay. Where, where, where a fresh, a fresh group of people say mm-hmm. pick up the book and they say something that doesn't make a lot of sense but at least they have an opinion okay all right now if i'm in that group personally i am at that point stumped for an answer without getting involved in our history or how well it works or it sure. works for me or okay whatever you know, yeah. I I don't have a skill set to go in there and 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 thrust and parry with these people, nor do I think I'm supposed to. Um, I I don't know. What give me some help here? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So then you're taking it away from me, and you're talking about you now. So what would you do if you witnessed this? Yeah. What is your position, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so you're all sitting around in the living room and you hear these two people throw some kind of dagger at me that you know is not true. You don't say anything. You're not, it's not your game. It's, it's just so damn easy, John. It's so easy. It's not your game. Even though you know for a fact that what they're saying is not true about me, you, you're the spectator. All you do is spectate. You listen to the two of them go back and forth on their theory about me and how they came up with it and why they think I'm wrong and da 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 da. Who cares? They don't know because they don't know the game. Let's say then at this point of the conversation, they turn to me and they say, Why do you believe this stuff anyway, John? Because you have experience. So I have to keep They don't have experience. Yeah, they have an opinion. Okay, and that's the that's the that's the best approach. Is to first-hand uh, knowledge is proof, always the best approach. Proof, proof of the pudding. Yes, it's always mm-hmm. better to say when I was in Paris than 
than I saw it in a book in Paris. Exactly. Um, all right. So first-hand knowledge. So the best approach for me then, I guess I've been doing pretty good then, really. I do a pretty yeah. good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I stand up for for the experience, how it's made me better. And sometimes mm-hmm. they laugh, of course, mm-hmm. um, because they know that's a lie. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but even then, they really don't know. No, they Only don't. you know. Yeah. No, they Only don't. Only you know. I have had people say to me, which is very interesting. I've had people say to me, you actually believe this, don't you? I've heard that. I've heard that said to me, to me personally. Yeah. You actually believe this, don't you? And I've now it's pretty simple for me to just say, yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Well, you know, they're going to hate you first. They're confused. Yes, they're confused. Um, mm-hmm. They're always going to hate you first. I don't know why that is, but people just will not accept. They, they're they going to hate you and throw daggers at you until they see you rising, you know. And when you reach the top, they're your, they are your best friend. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I remember you. I just remember when we were. And, you know, they want to somehow stake their claim on you. But while you're there, if they're not familiar, if, if it somehow threatens their own being, Oh, no, they don't like that. They're not going to buy into it. That's unfortunate. Uh, you know what? I don't think it makes any difference how much respect they have for you in any other arena. This is the outside of the, this is outside the box stuff. This is about love and emotion, relationships, family, all very personal, all stuff they want to talk about. Mm. And so that makes it gritty. Mm-hmm. And uh, then if and then if you're suspect, like if I'm suspect, then based on their perception of me, I'm not following it anyway. Then then they think I'm just then it's just hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I mentioned that in the book, you know, about don't go out there and start telling everybody about the book and stuff. And you know, they should read the book. I mean, that's, I mean, I kind of shot myself in the foot, I guess, but I was trying to protect my player or my reader because the moment you start, you know, talking about it, excited, and this is what needs to be done. This, they're not looking at me or the book They're, You know, most people will look at the messenger and start to judge them. Like what's it's it done for a- you? There's been a lot of research. There's been a lot of social science research done in just exactly what you're talking about. Uh, but it's been done in people that go to seminars or mm-hmm. or um, retreats. Mm-hmm. And they come home from the seminar or the retreat, and they are jacked. They're totally jacked. Mm-hmm. And they drive everybody crazy. The household goes nuts, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talk about it. And, and the smartest thing they could do is say nothing other than just begin to – to display what they learned in some exactly. way by their, by their activity mm-hmm. uh, and don't talk about it. That right. makes it even more interesting. Right. And, and I believe I that's, that's how you should do it too. I mean, that's how your book should be handled, I think. Well, that's why I gave that instruction. This is your journey to love, mm-hmm. you know, and of course I want people to share it. Of course I want people to talk about it. However, the imposing it on others, 
saying, you know, with the implication that you should really read this book because you're messed up. <laughs> you know, nobody takes that well. I do. You know? <laughs> right, you do. You know, but, but for the most part, people are just like, oh, really? You're pointing out my flaws? You think I should read it? What's it done for you? You know, it's it's grounds for more drama. And you don't want to do that. You're trying to become love. So you can't stir that pot. Even though you see everyone around you breaking all of these rules in their day-to-day -day life, you're not the one to go out there and start convicting everybody and say, guilty, 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 you need to read this book. <laughs> well, I can think, I mean, it's, I think some of the phrases that you have in the book about standard of behavior, I think, meet the conversational level very well. Mm -hmm. And that is that, that it, it changes your standard of behavior. Right. So you become a better person. You, you lighten up. You mm -hmm. become more successful. I mean, there's one, you know, several ways to make these people curious, and that's with success. Mm -hmm. you, know? you become right. more successful. It changes well, your standard of behavior. You become more absolutely. successful. You know, if they see you becoming more agreeable, you're not getting triggered, you have more patience, um, you know, they don't hear you complaining and defending yourself and, you know, um, just reacting just the simplest, you know, they're going to see a change. You're going to become lighter. And with that light, you know, people pay attention. Like, well, what's going on with you? You seem different. Well, you, you, know, can you, make seem... it, you can make yeah. it a curiosity too, I think. Yeah. If you say that the, the game develops a, a keen or a sharp sense of awareness, and then mm. you could tell them, you know, they're functionally kind of dull, so maybe they want to try it a little bit a couple of times before they mm -hmm. say anything because mm -hmm. you guys are a little slow. Mm -hmm. It'll help you guys come up to my standard. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I would do, of course. And then we'd have a big fight and he'd throw me out. But. <laughs> no, you know that uh, you've got this down when you can handle a lot of people at one time who are not there for your benefit. You know, Give an example you know. of, I mean, you must have a lot of examples of that. Mm -hmm. Yourself, I mean, personally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have to remember the game. And this is why, you know, it, the, the complexity of relationship is simplified to game talk so that we can all be on the same page in our understanding. So when I say, you know, you've got to isolate your player because there's only two people at one time, you and someone else or you and you, you know, the moment you isolate your player, you realize everybody's a spectator and that's how you treat them. So you're not defending off, you know, all, all these people are offending off all these people with, you know, comebacks and defenses and things. You, you don't do that. You're playing with one person. You got to identify who that is. And that's Even in the crowd, there's main difference. It's always just one person at a time. It doesn't matter. So you you know that's how you take control of the room. So there's is there no is there no subterfuge you can throw around? Um, I mean, it's kind of fun, you know, to uh, to uh, I mean, you're calling it like over you know over too much conversation or too much chatter, too much of something, too much talk. Um, but I would, I'd, uh, you can't you lay down some smoke once in a while? 
guys? Confusion? Well, I mean, of course you can. Of course you can do that. But you, you have to really know what's going on in the room. And you have to be reading these people. You know, not just your player, but the spectators too. Because there's a lot of pain in that room. Can and... you ask a direct question? Like, 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 can you ask them a direct question? Like, what's in your heart right now? How do you feel about what's going on right now? How do you feel no. about me? No. Can't do that? Mm-mm. You can't, you can't ask for a call for a question like that? No, no, not in a room of people or whatever the situation. No. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Because you know what it does? It makes people feel very uncomfortable. Your spectators are going to be like, um, should we leave? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, three and seven, you can leave the rest of your stay. <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> yeah. So you you have to be aware of every response you make, your spectators are watching and they are formulating an opinion about you. So not only are you affecting the board and your player, but you're affecting the relationships with your spectators. So if you make the wrong move, it could be game over with someone else. So let's just say you're in a boardroom and, um, you know, you're, you're talking directly to the presenter, let's say. And then you say something really insulting, you know, or you don't like their idea. And so, you you know, you throw an F-bomb or something. Well, chances are the people in the room are just like, yeah, I can't trust that. You're a loose cannon. I can't trust that. And so you just lost everyone's respect in the room. They may fear you, but they don't respect you. And, that's and pretty, we, I mean, that's a pretty classic problem in business. Yeah. Right. So, you know, the, the idea is to gain everyone's respect, you know, your player and all your spectators. You want your spectators to be like, whoa, didn't see that coming. You know, like that was a good move. Well, that's how people react to you when you do an interview, when you do an interview on, you know, on, on, on media, yeah. television, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They're just all, you know, they're just all gobsmacked about what you've got to say. Okay. I don't see you being attacked openly. No, right. They're, going, they're all just saying, wow, wow. They don't... <laughs> wow. Oh, gosh, wow. Could you come back? Oh, yeah. Did well, I bring my son? Yes, okay, wow. But that's a different environment. You know, you have somebody interviewing you. Then, you know, I'm not the enemy. So typically nobody's attacking me, you know. It's it's what do you have to say and they're being cordial and respectful and things like that. And that's all that's fine. But in the heat of the moment or not even in the heat of the moment, my value to an organization, to a CEO, to, you know, uh, to understand all of the players involved and know who can be trusted, who can't be trusted, who needs to be eliminated, you know, and who do we move forward with? You know, that's invaluable. And that's something you don't get to see on these interviews. Okay. I I see that. I understand that. Because it's just part of the it's a different protocol completely. But um it seems to me that, that the subtitle for everything you're saying is patience, isn't it? Mm. Um okay. Yeah, patience. I mean, patience is a virtue, obviously. Uh, patience 
okay, okay. Patience on the board comes in when you are triggered, you are inclined to over explain or defend yourself, right? And you're making more than one move. Why? Because you don't have faith that you're going to have an opportunity to correct the record or to show them that you're right, you know, or to make amends, whatever it is. It's like you just want to just vomit your whole story onto the board. You can't do that. So patience comes in when you think, okay, what am I going to say in this moment? Because I'm going to have another move. So right now, I, the right move is, and then whatever it is. And that's where faith comes in because faith says, just take the one move and then watch what they do. It's imperative that we watch what they do and not try to manipulate what they do. That's how you recognize them. If you keep manipulating them, what you're doing is you're telling them how to behave and you'll never recognize them. But. I think everybody comes in a conversation with some kind of propositional attitude where they they wouldn't even open their mouth if they didn't have a position before they started. Nobody starts from dead zero. So I would say that you you've got a percentage of propositional attitude before you even open the round, before you even open the conversation. Well, and it, you could, if you miss that, it's going to go off in the wrong direction. You won't catch it soon enough. Nah, never be afraid it? of that. Mm -mm. Never be that? afraid of that. Oh, yeah. See, what I have, the advantage that I have is that <laughs> I'm so unassuming. Because there's not a lot of weight. It's like, you know, love, great. You know, great. Give me a hug and get out the door. I got work to do. And it, it's just so underrated. And, it, it, and it's just so powerful because if you can understand people, how we think, how we operate, what we're actually saying when we say it, then you know how to navigate. It's like knowing how to navigate these roads through the mountains. You just know how to do it. And that's, that's where, you know, what I do is kind of uh, dismissed. Because if you look at me, I'm a woman. If I'm an attractive woman, again, I can't be that smart. Especially if I'm advocating love. What kind of combination is that? So do you see that as an advantage? Oh, disadvantage? my God, yeah. Well, both, really. It's a disadvantage because a lot of people miss out on you know, on the benefit because they dismiss it. But for those who understand it, you know, then it's like, then they come to me and say, well, Marilyn, what do you think? There's, this is the problem. This is what's going on. And then, you know, I give them a, like a full report. So, the, okay. So I, I would say in your circumstances, you could have many situations where there would be a, a, a perception, a perceptual intentionality toward you based on, on uh, the first two gates, let's say. Yeah. There's a perceptual intentionality toward you right out of the box. 
right. Okay? That you are not the art of happiness or whatever it is. You know, you're just you're just another, you know, thing. What I am, no, what I am is an attractive woman who's capitalizing on the idea of love. Yeah, but right out of the box, that's scary. I mean, that, that, because people's, then all of a sudden you're stuck with describing what love is. No, and I can, to a T. That doesn't scare me. What I'm saying is that love isn't equated with intelligence. Love is flowery. Love is emotional, like a woman. You know, love is romance. Love is kindness and, you know, bake your, your neighbor a pie. Without understanding its That's infinite a, yeah. intelligence. <laughs> well, I think it's emotional intelligence. Love is sort of a form of emotional intelligence. It is, absolutely. But infinite. And when I say infinite, it's because there's nothing, there's no topic. There's just no topic in our realm that love can't handle. Yes. Because it always comes down to the one. Yes. All right. Right? Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's it's fine. I'm I I um <clears throat> the um the almost finite thing you have between men and women about women are to be, um, you know, women are, women are, are to support their men and men mm-hmm. are to support their women. And this is this cross pollination of support. Mm-hmm. Um, women glorify, men glorify the women and women support the men. The women are like building the men's foundation for them, helping them, whatever they do and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, do you believe that? Sure, I do. I do. I I totally believe that. But in my case, obviously I'm a woman, but my understanding is unisex. I'm both logical and reasonable, as well as creative, emotional. And that's where the book comes in, because it's, it um, unifies both sides of the brain so that we're not looking at men and blaming men and we're not looking at women and blaming all their flaws and, you know, money hungry, this and that, and men just want sex and all the flaws. And it's like, no, we're going to level the playing field and we're going to learn how to be adults. Healthy, emotionally intelligent adults. So in that in that context, are you willing to accept um, scientific enlightenment, for example? Um, can a scientist be enlightened? A scientist is just his playground. So of course he can be enlightened. He's just a man or a woman. But the scientist, a woman, she comes in to her playground. She's authored 10 books, been on 55 television appearances um, and uh, is on the faculty at UC Berkeley mm-hmm. and uh, and is, you know, in the, the water's part where she walks in a room and everybody knows her name and, you know, she gets a free lunch and whatever, 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 mm-hmm. right? She just has it all, right? And uh, she's on a panel 
that is going to sit at the head table while you give your speech. Mm-hmm. And she's really, she really thinks that you're just the, the state of woo and that your book is meaningless, doesn't mm-hmm. go anywhere. We, we mm-hmm. all, it's oh, we, we all know this stuff anyway. I mean, what, you know, what's, what's new? Mm-hmm. Did this, does this Merrily person bring anything new to the table? Mm-hmm. Or are we just talking about old saws here? Um, that's her attitude. Sure. She's a woman. Sure. Do well, you... But why is she going through a divorce? <laughs> All right, I, we'll throw that in because that's that's good. I mean, that's, that's great. That's pretty good. I mean, that's, that's an obvious situation for you to immediately stymie her position. I get it. All right. Is there anything else she'd be going through that'd be broader that would be easier to clamp just in case she's not? Well, here's the thing. I would never say that. Okay, that that's not how you play. If I know first, that, but I mean the point is that that's an assumption. That's an assumption. You're gonna you're you're gonna you're gonna go through all those things in your head, are you not? No, 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 no. I'm just saying it to you in this conversation right now. I'm not making that assumption. We're we're just kind of um you know bringing on a scenario so i added to it it's not an assumption i would have to know that she was going through a divorce and so as she's being all snide and judging me and discounting what i know and stuff you know the question comes back to your personal life you may be fabulous and everybody loves you in the scientific world but your household's a wreck so how do you explain that all right but none of this comes in the conversation so that's just a whole but that should be going through her mind. All right. I'm not yeah. the enemy. I yeah. could literally help her. I could give her the answer. But if you want to attack me and prove that I'm wrong, I just know that your ego is at work. For some reason, you feel threatened. So you never so that what you're telling me then is is that as as being the the enemy is not you are you are never the enemy. Therefore, you are. You are the ultimate classical theory of perception where you can take on anything that's making a difference. Making a difference. Any personality? What do you mean? Yeah, any any theory of, of, of perception of who you are. Sure, sure. It makes no difference. It makes no difference. No. You're almost like a myth then at that point. Because I'm love. I've I've worked to become love. So in becoming love, and people don't know what love is, they can't recognize me. They well, can't put the their hook? thumb on it. Where's the hook in that? Where's what the hook? hook in that? Where's the, the hook, hook to who? That? The hook to, to this woman. How do you hook her? Let's assume that everything now that we're saying is correct. She's okay. upside down. It's not verbal at all, but she's upside down mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. You still must simply, it sounds to me like you still have to be who you are, Absolutely. and she will approach you. You can't approach her, can you? Sure again. What do you say? Go nice to, to meet sale? you. No, it's so nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. You have a lot of accomplishments. It's amazing. How did you do that? Well, that's subterfuge. No, it's called interest. <laughs> <laughs> Called, it's called tactical. As far as no, it's called loving harder. <laughs> <laughs> you 
It's not tactical. It's literally, I'm not threatened by you. And there's no reason why you should be threatened by me. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not the enemy. So I'm going to show interest in you. Now, if you are, if you continue to try to hurt me, if you're purposely trying to cut me off at the knees, discredit me, etc., it's game over. I'll walk away. You don't exist anymore. So you're willing to burn through her that way just because there'll be someone else behind her that'll be ready. That's one of the ways you keep yourself clean is to not allow these people to hang their baggage on you. That's right. Yeah, I never self-sacrifice. The moment you show me who you are, if you have ill intentions, I don't have time for that. You have to have an honest curiosity, a desire to know what love is and allow me to help you. If you're here to take me out, I'll be gone. And you can sit with your pain. You know, and that's where she would be if she felt threatened and, you know, dissed me for some reason. And, you know, I, I, I was like, okay, fine. I'm not going to overly try to, you know, win you over. That's where faith and patience comes in. She'll hear about me. She'll know about me. And if she's meant to be uh, around me, if she's meant to read the book and learn the games, she will. She will gravitate. And I'll welcome her in. So your 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 scope of influence then is is um, it doesn't require anything. I mean, it requires that you understand the game, but it doesn't require anything for you to do other than just simply be a middle of the road, you know, landed gentry. Yeah. How do you do? That's it. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your forms, your form of intentionality toward her or the other person is simply to be an example mm-hmm. of being a good person. That's right. Improve you, my position. Yeah. You know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever insecurity she felt or disdained or judgment, that's all her ego. It's not. The, it's nothing that I did to elicit that. So, okay. I mean, I, it seems there's just people that will be hungry for revenge against you. Um, revenge? What did I do to him? We just showed up. That's good enough. People don't need a lot of stuff, you know, it's just that you exist. Just that How you would exist. It, I mean, really, what does that say about humanity? Well, I didn't you want to talk about humanity. That's a whole different subject. But I, I no, but it, it's people, right? It's people. If yeah. people have ill intent toward something that is of love and goodness and wants to heal your pain and you want to shoot that dog, what? What's wrong with you? Well, perception, okay, but their perception of you is visual, it's three-dimensional, it's maybe yeah. five-dimensional. There's all these dimensional perceptions of people. Mm-hmm. And that's just because how everybody gets through their day-to-day. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm perceiving, my brain is perceiving my environment, and it's 
acting accordingly. Right. But the the thing that they don't see coming are my responses. No, I get, I, I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So whatever their, their intent is, you know, oftentimes it's, it's men rushing in thinking they're going to take the prize. Right. And it's like, yeah. whoa, buddy. Whoa. <laughs> but I know how to navigate those waters so that they calm down and then start to understand maybe this isn't the, that kind of woman, you know, and with women who feel threatened or they don't like something about me because I think I know it all. And, you know, whatever the judgment is, that's totally fine. I'm here to help. You want to hang on to your judgment, you go right ahead. But I got I got someone else I can help right now. So just, you know, lay it down. For God's sakes, find yourself happy. Not helping anyone to hold on to hate, you know, towards something that you know nothing about. You could say something like, you know, I am, I am, um, I am beyond transcendental idealism. Uh, to, uh, you know, to spook them, to have them run to their their head for a minute. You know. No, I don't like to do that. I like to keep it in. You know, we're we're in the playground. You know, I'm not going to speak over you. I don't want, I'm not going to feel threatened. I'm not going to demean you. I don't want to do any of that. I'm going to, I'm going to come to your level and I'm just going to talk to you. And I recognize who you are. And you may be like a five-year-old child. And that's, and I'll accept you where you are. Now, if you're not like the five-year-old child, but you're, you know, somebody who has, titles and thinks they know better and all this other stuff and they look at me like I'm too young and naive and I don't really know what I'm talking about and I'm not schooled and I'm, they have all this judgment I'm going to let them be right you're right and then I'll just continue to love them and what does that mean I love you it means I'm not going to hurt you it means I'm just going to be jovial I'm going to be happy I'm going to be me I'm not trying to win you over. You can hate me all you want. But I'm sure as hell I'm not going to let you bring me down. Well, I could, you know, I could bring a microphone up to the person, I suppose. Yeah. I could say we're doing research on like hallucinatory uh, Western uh, philosophical disasters. You seem to sound like one. Can we have your <laughs> opinion? <laughs> yeah. Because that's what we all like. We all like to feel really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. We don't we we don't like feeling stupid, you know, so let's try not to make each other feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway we over the uh, hour we are oh, well over we are. oh my I goodness our, i think we have our longest i think we've done the longest we've ever done actually an <clears> hour and 15 yeah hmm. i think i don't know I, I don't know i've lost track i mean i just you know i just hmm. do my duty and go forward yeah you know, look forward to the conversation every day mm-hmm me too. That's what I do. I look forward to the conversation. And it always evolves into something that gets better. 
you know it's mm-hmm. like it's like we it's like we chum the water it's like we're chumming for fish salmon when we open up and then we're <laughs> you see oh, we have to what do we have to throw out of our bucket to see what grabs you know <laughs> yeah I don't know. It, it's just fun. I mean, because we never know what we're going to talk about, where it's going to go. And here we are. That's the thing. It's, there's absolutely no prep for this at all. None. Mm-hmm. None. The preparation is, are you ready? Yes, I'll be ready in 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, while I'm baking cookies or while I'm fixing the appliances or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. <laughs> <10 minutes. laughs> okay. Let's talk. Cue it up. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to go write. What are you going to do? I don't know. Um, I, th- I mean, I think writing is a great idea. I, I, I tend to want to write more in the mornings than at night. Yeah. Um, mm. But uh, that's kind of me. I like to get up early, like at 4, 3, or 5 and write. Mm, quiet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, nice. I may, I may think about this. I may think about what you said about about intentionality and stuff like that, about how you handle it, about being patient. Mm-hmm. Those are all stuff. It's all stuff I need to learn. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not very. I mean, you know me well enough to know that I'm. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, we're done. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. I'll okay. see you. Bye. Bye.